What is up, folks? It is your boy, Bibbs, on Twitter, at Bibbs Corner. And I'm back for part two of the GOAT Series 2.0. If you missed part one, go back and listen to it. You missed the first five players of the list, number 75 through 71. That episode is about 40 minutes long. If you do not care about how I put this list together or why I put this list together, you can skip the first 20 minutes and get straight to the players. Check the show notes. I told you exactly when I started listing the players. So go ahead, uh, scroll back, hit pause on this, go back to that episode, and go back and listen to the first five players at at the bare minimum. Now, if you are just here for the players, I'm not going to keep you waiting this time. I already got all the housekeeping out of the way. Let's see if we can get through 10 players. I said I want to try to keep these at about 30 minutes or so. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that and get 10 players out. We'll see how far I get down this list. Uh, I have no problem dragging this out. (laughs) So let's get to it. Number 70 on our list is a player you should know, but maybe not know much about. It is Clyde Drexler. Clyde Drexler comes in with 118.5 GOAT points. He played in the Kareem era to start his career, crossing over into the Michael Jordan era. His nickname is Clyde the Glide. 6'7 shooting guard, born in New Orleans, went to Sterling High School in Houston, played his college ball at Houston. He was in the NBA from 1983 through 1998. He is currently the commissioner of the Big Three League. During his career, he played for two NBA teams, the Portland Trailblazers and the Houston Rockets. His accolades, he was a one-time All-NBA first-team selection, two-time All-NBA second-team selection, and two-time All-NBA third-team selection. Uh, When I did my calculations as far as what got him points on my award system, he came up with two finals runner-up MVP awards in 1990 and 1992. I believe 1990, they lost to the Pistons. 1992, obviously, they lost to Jordan and the Bulls. He does have one ring. Uh, He won in 1995 with the Rockets. His claim to fame, he is known for his speed and athleticism on the court and his quiet demeanor off the court. Fun facts, uh, he was his number 22 is retired by the Houston Rockets and the Portland Trailblazers. It is also retired by Houston, uh, the college. He did make the NBA's 50th anniversary team. Uh, he's 29th in NBA history in total playoff points. 37th in NBA history in total points. He was a member of the Dream Team. He actually rode his friend's coattails to Houston, and the coach actually got hate mail for offering him a scholarship because he was not a big-time recruit. He does have the NBA record for most steals and a half with eight. He also has the most offensive rebounds by a guard with 2,615. He uh, also has the playoff record for steals and a half with six. And he's made several TV appearances uh, since his retirement, including appearances on shows like Pros vs. Joes and The Apprentice.
and we're going to keep it rolling. Number 69 is another player you should be very, very familiar with. This, I believe, yes, this is going to be our first active player on the list. Someone who was not in on the list last year. It is none other than Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo comes in with 120.18 GOAT points. He played his career starting in the Duncan, Kobe, Shaq era, crossing over into the LeBron era, LeBron being his draft classmate. His nicknames, I'm not going to say all these nicknames. He is Melo, uh, the joking hoodie Melo, and I'm not saying the rest of these nicknames. I'm just going to keep it to those two. He's a 6'7", small forward slash power forward. Born in Brooklyn, went to high school in Towson, Maryland, and then at the Oak Hill Academy in Virginia. Played his college ball at Syracuse, where he was one and done and won a title. Uh, His playing year started in 2003. Again, present-day player. Literally just watched him play with the Lakers uh, minutes before I'm recording this podcast. In his career, he's played for the Denver Nuggets, the New York Knicks, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Houston Rockets, the Portland Trail Blazers, and the LA Lakers now. Accolades, he was a two-time All-NBA second-team selection, four-time All-NBA third-team selection, and he won the 2013 scoring title. He did not get any additional accolades from me because he's a modern player. He shouldn't need to get those, uh, and he has no rings at this time. His claim to fame is that he is considered to be one of the best pure scorers in NBA history. He's currently 37th in NBA history in playoff points per game, 27th in career points per game, 12th in total points. Uh, His 62 points is uh, uh, that he scored in in Madison Square Garden one day are a Knicks and MSG single game scoring record. Uh, He is currently the U.S. Olympic team all-team leader in points, rebounds, and games played. And he has the record for second most points in a quarter, um, which he's, it's a tie for that record, but 33 points in a quarter is tied for the second most. Uh, You'll notice the points per game thing. It's kind of propping him up right now, and that's something that you kind of have to deal with with active players those numbers could go down later and that could drop him on this list we'll see what happens something to keep an eye on so currently he's coming in at 69 nice uh but we'll see if that holds as his per game averages slowly trickle down let's keep it rolling Number 68 on our list is another player that should be very familiar to you all. It is Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace comes in with 122.8 GOAT points. Played in the Mike era, the Duncan Kobe Shaq era, and the LeBron era. His nicknames, Big Ben, Body, Debo, and I knew him as the Fro. He's a 6'9", quote-unquote, center slash power forward his hometown was Whitehall Alabama Uh, went to Central High School in Hainville Alabama played his college ball at Virginia Union University Uh, his playing years were from 1996 to 2012 
He's currently part owner of the Pistons G League team and was hired by hired as an advisor by the Pistons earlier this year. In his career, he played for the Washington Bullets, who then became the Washington Wizards. Uh, played for the Orlando Magic, Detroit Pistons, Chicago Bulls, the Cavaliers, and then finally ended up back with the Pistons before retiring. Accolades. Ben Wallace is a four-time Defensive Player of the Year in 2002, 2003, 2005, and 2006. Three-time All-NBA Second Team Selection. Two-time All-NBA Third Team Selection. Five-time All-Defensive First Team Selection from 2002 to 2006. And he had one All-Defensive Second Team Selection. He's also a two-time Rebounding Champ. Got no additional accolades from me did get a ring in 2004 with the Pistons. His claim to fame is that he is considered by many to be the greatest undrafted player of all time and a fearsome defender. Some additional facts about Big Ben. He was the 2002 blocks leader. Uh, Again, blocks and steals did not go into the formula calculation because they came along too deep into the NBA's history for me to accurately be able to include them knowing that Wilt and Bill Russell would have dominated both of those categories. Uh, His number three is retired by the Detroit Pistons. His four defensive player of the year wins is tied with Dikembe Mutombo for the most official wins. And I say official because I did give out defensive player of the year awards for those years before it was an actual award. I believe Bill Russell ended up with 11 of those. (laughs) Uh, Something like that. So uh, Ben Wallace was inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, He was actually mentored by Charles Oakley, who discovered him at a basketball camp in 1991, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, He initially went to Cuyahoga Community College for two years, where he averaged 17 rebounds and 6.9 blocks per game. His brother actually received a year of probation and community service for punching Pacers players during the Malice at the Palace, which was something I didn't realize. Or maybe I did at the time and forgot. <clears throat> he admits that he is actually about 6'7, though he always was listed as 6'9 during his playing career. He's one of five players to have more blocks than fouls, with a minimum of 150 games played. He also has more steals than turnovers. He's the only player, I believe, on that list that has that distinction. He holds the record for the worst free throw percentage in NBA history at. and that's with a minimum of 1,000 attempts. Uh, He's one of three players with 150 blocks, 100 steals, 150 blocks and 100 steals in seven straight seasons. The only other two players to accomplish that were Hakeem and David Robinson. Uh, He's also the only undrafted player to be voted to as an all-star starter. The Great Big Ben. So I know you uh, probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, Back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. 
Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, Make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. You're 11 minutes in. I want to keep it rolling. Number 67 is a guy who you may not know from his playing career, but you better know his name. It is Walt Frazier. Goat points, 128 and a half. Played in the Russell era, but most of his career was in the Kareem era. Nicknames are Clyde, which is what you probably know him as, Walt Clyde Frazier, uh, or Mr. Cool. Uh, He's a 6'4 point guard from Atlanta, David T. Howard High School. Went to college at Southern Illinois. His playing years were from 1967 to 1980. He is currently a color commentator for the Knicks broadcast. One of my favorite commentators, personally super scintillating sensational if you will <laughs> uh, his playing career uh, was with the Knicks and the Cavaliers his accolades he was a four time all NBA first team selection two time all NBA second team selection and a seven time all defensive first team selection when I did my calculations he got a half of a defensive player of the year credit uh, he has two rings with the 1970 and 1973 Knickerbockers. His claim to fame, well, he's known for his flashy suits, one of the first pro sports fashion icons, and of course, his use of the English language. Some additional facts about Walt Clyde Frazier. His number 10 is retired by the Knicks. His number 52 is retired by Southern Illinois. His nickname, Clyde, was actually coined his rookie year because he wore a fedora that was similar to Warren Beatty, who played Clyde Barrow in the 1967 film Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, In the famous Willis-Reed Tunnel Game 7 scenario situation, Frazier actually had 36 points, 7 rebounds, 19 assists, and 6 steals. Some consider this the greatest Game 7 performance ever. But of course, again, overshadowed by his teammate Willis Reed coming down the tunnel. <laughs> um, he is the Knicks' all-time leader in assists with 4,791. 
Uh, people were actually stunned when the Knicks traded him to the Cavaliers because he was a New York Knicks legend. Uh, there's a website called Clyde So Fly that grades his suits on every single broadcast. So check it out. Uh, he also has a line of Puma sneakers that are named after him. And it's funny that we talk about him being a fashion icon and this, that, and the third, but he was also a legendary basketball player as evidenced by his stellar uh, accolades. And he comes in again at number 67 on our list. controversy time number 66 on our list is a guy you probably did not expect to see here hope to see here maybe maybe you'll be mad maybe you won't we'll see maybe you'll be happy number 66 on my list is Derrick Rose <laughs> D Rose comes in with 136 goat points played all of his career and is currently playing in the LeBron era his nicknames are D-Rose, the Windy City Assassin, and Pooh. He's a 6'2 point guard from Chicago. I went to the Simeon Career Academy. Played his college ball at Memphis, quote-unquote. We'll get to that later. Uh, his playing gears are from 2008 to present, and he's currently playing for the Knicks. Throughout his career, he's played for the Bulls, Knicks, Cavaliers, Timberwolves, Pistons, and then finally landed back with the Knicks. His accolades are going to look light. Just one All-NBA First Team selection, but he was named the 2011 NBA MVP. And if you remember how I put these awards together, the MVP award got you 100 points right off the bat. If at one point in the 75-year history of the league, somebody decided you were the best and most important player in the league, and you deserve to be bumped up the list. So that's what happened here with Derrick Rose. As I may have stated, it's almost impossible to not be on this list if you want an MVP. Keep that in mind for later. <laughs> uh, D. Rose did not get any additional accolades from me. Does not have any rings. His claim to fame, he's the youngest player to win the MVP award at just 22 years old when he did so. His fun facts or additional facts, if you will. He is 43rd all-time in playoff points per game. In his one college year, he led Memphis to the most wins in NCAA history with 38. However, that season was erased when it was found out that his SAT scores were invalidated. His career, of course, was derailed the year after he won the MVP award when he tore his ACL in the playoffs. He has had several significant injuries since that date. Going back to the happier things, he tied Kareem's record for points by a rookie in a playoff debut with 36. He was the second player to score 35 points with 10 assists in their debut, which was also done by Chris Paul. His MVP year, he became the third player since 1973 to score 2,000 points with 600 assists. The other two players to do that were Jordan and LeBron. Think about that. Finally, the Derrick Rose rule was implemented the year, uh, the summer after he won his MVP 
which allow teams to give rookies an extension or people on the players on the rookie contract an extension that is worth 30% of the salary cap if they achieve certain parameters like winning MVP. And that was added again right after he won his award. So perfect timing for him for them to add a rule that allowed him to get paid more money. <laughs> um, and again, some people are going to be mad that Derrick Rose is on this list, but when you look at what he did, even if it was just that one year flash in the pan, if you will, when you do something that's only been done by Jordan and LeBron, that's significant. When you tie a record that was set by Kareem, that's significant. On last year's GOAT series, those were the top three players. Maybe that's the same this year, maybe not. But regardless, most consider those three to be the greats. He did things that they did, only they have done. So I'm fine with Derrick Rose being on this list because he achieved greatness uh, at one point in his career. Moving forward. There's a lot of known names right now. I'm ready to get through this. This is why I stopped right before number 70 after the last episode. Because I was like, man, this is going to be heavy on big names. And I didn't want to stop in the middle of it. This is going to end our run of huge names, but we'll end on a huge name. So we'll get there in a second. But first, number 65 on our list. And this may be controversial in the opposite direction of the Derrick Rose inclusion. Because most people have this player much, much higher on their lists. And I personally have always disagreed with it. The formula agrees with my thinking. That is a coincidence. But number 65 on our list is Scottie Pippen. (laughs) His GOAT points, 136.84. Played during the Jordan era mostly, but also crossed into the Duncan Kobe Shaq era. His nicknames are Pip, Scott, Batman, and Robin. Those are separate names, by the way. Robin, obviously, when he played with Jordan, they gave him Batman when Jordan was gone. Anyway, six foot eight small forward, born in Hamburg, Arkansas, went to Hamburg High School, played his college ball at the University of Central Arkansas. His playing years were from 1987 to 2004. Uh, his teams, he played with the Bulls, Rockets, and Blazers in his career accolades. He was a three-time All-NBA first-team selection, two-time All-NBA second-team selection, two-time All-NBA third-team selection. He was an eight-time All-Defensive first-team selection, a two-time All-Defensive second-team selection. He got no additional accolades from me. He does have six rings from his Bulls tenure. His claim to fame, he's noted as a great playmaker for his size and one of the greatest defenders of all time. Some additional facts about Pip, 18th in total playoff points. He was a 1995 Steels champ. His number 33 is retired by the Bulls and by Central Arkansas. He is the only NBA player to win a title and a gold medal in the same year twice. Uh, Pippen infamously refused to enter the court against the Knicks in the 1994 playoffs. Again, that was the year after Jordan's first retirement where he was the leader of the team. He refused to enter the court against the Knicks after the final shot was drawn up for Tony Kukoc instead of him. He also had the infamous big dunk on Ewing in game six of that series against the Knicks, but they lost in seven during that series. And again, 
Scotty Pippen. Most people consider him to be much higher on the list. I think 65 is a fair distinction for him because he was Robin. He was never the leader. He was never the guy. He was never that guy. Um, Three All-NBA firsts. It's going to be hard to get you into that top 50 big guy. Uh, No MVPs. I'm sorry. Jordan overshadowed you to that degree. It is what it is. A lot of guys get boosted on their resumes because of who they played with. If you play with a top five player, of course you won. What, what, how much credit can you really get for that? that? That's where I land with that. Again, 65 is a, re- a reasonable spot for him. Uh, the, I did not include this on my list, but I did want to add that Pippen, I believe, went to college at 6'1 and had a gigantic growth spurt, which got him to 6'8". And it's why he had so many point guard skills because of that late growth spurt. Uh, and one additional fact I'll just throw in for funsies. Uh, he does have a entry on the Calm app, which I, I use the Calm app to go to sleep at night. I usually let people with foreign accents read me, book, read me stories. But Scottie Pippen is on there as well, doing the history of basketball. And it's actually a pretty good one. I've, I've used that one as well. So let's move forward. NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. (laughs) It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Number 64 on our list, I think we're, I'm actually going to make it. Number 64 on our list is Bernard King. He finished with 138.07 GOAT points. Played most of his career during the Kareem era, did cross over into the Mike era. His nickname was just the letter B. He was a 6'7 small forward from Brooklyn, New York, went to Fort Hamilton High School. Played his college ball at the University of Tennessee. He played in the NBA from 1977 to 1993. He currently does broadcast work for NBA TV, and he fills in for Walt Clyde Frazier on the Knicks broadcast when Walt Frazier is on vacation, fun facts. And it's just perfect that they both end up within this range here. Uh, His teams, he played with the New Jersey Nets, the Utah Jazz, the Golden State Warriors, the New York Knicks, the Washington Bullets, and then his final year was with the New York or New Jersey Nets again. He was a two-time All-NBA first-team selection, 
one All-NBA second, one All-NBA third, and the 1985 scoring champ. He got no additional accolades from me. He never won a ring. Uh, His claim to fame was that he was an explosive scorer with long arms and a quick release. And you'll notice on the back end here, there's a lot of guys that just got buckets. Didn't win, but got buckets. Uh, Alex English, if you go back, Dan Essel, other guys that got buckets. Some additional facts about Bernard King. His number 53 is retired by Tennessee, which was the first jersey ever retired by the school. He's 23rd in playoff points per game, 34th in career points per game. In 1984, he became the first player since Rick Barry in 1967 to have back-to-back 50-point games. He did the first one against the Spurs and then came back and scored 50 against the Mavs in the next game, which was a reunion arena record. Fun fact from a Mavs fans there. In 1985, he went to block Reggie Theus at the rim and on his plant, he tore his ACL, knee cartilage, broke a bone in his leg and... Up to that point in NBA history, no player had ever returned to form after an injury like that. Uh, He came back, however, to have four more 20-plus point-per-game seasons, including a 28.4 point-per-game season in his last full season in the NBA. Uh, He was voted by a panel as being among the next 10 on the NBA 60th anniversary. So again, on the 50th anniversary, they did the top 50 list. On the 60th anniversary in 2006, they did a next 10 for for 10 more guys to be added. And Bernard King was among those 10. And I usually wouldn't do this, but I did want to add a not so fun fact about him because when I was looking at his career accolades, I was confused by how he went from a 20 point per game score in his first couple years in the league, then went to Utah, only played 17 games and averaged like seven points a game or something like that. Well, while he was playing with the Jazz, he was arrested and then suspended by the NBA for cocaine possession. This was the same season that his teammate Terry Furlow had died in a car crash where the autopsy showed that cocaine cocaine was in his bloodstream. On January 1st of 1980, he was also charged with multiple counts of forced sodomy, later being convicted for the misdemeanor of attempted forcible sexual assault. Uh, He took six different lie detector tests claiming that he was so drunk he had no recollection, recollection of what had happened that night and he passed each test. Kind of a dark cloud that hangs over him. Both of those things are rough. Um, I believe the next, or I believe it's the next year, he won comeback player of the year, cleaning his act up and never having any additional noteworthy incidents in his career. Uh, felt necessary to touch that just because again, that that one random season kind of stuck, stuck out for me. And I'm here to share information. So now you have it all. Number 63 on our list, and I might actually stop here. We'll see. Number 63 on our list is a guy that I mentioned on last year's list. So this is the first player from last year. And you remember last year's list had 52 players. So why is the guy from last year's list now number 63? Well, first of all, let me give you his name. It's Joe Folks. 
Uh, he has 139 GOAT points. He played in the Mikan era. He actually predated Mikan. He dropped 11 spots. And this was a result of the updates I made to the formula, uh, which I expected to hurt some of the older players. Um, and it definitely hurt him. Dropped him from 52 to 63. Uh, his nicknames were Jumping Joe and the Katawa Clipper. He was a 6'5 power forward, which is just hilarious to think about now. Uh, he was born in Birmingham, Kentucky. Went to high school in Katawa, however. Played his college ball at Murray State, which is John Morant's school. Played from 1946, which was the first year of the league, through 1954. He was actually tragically murdered at the age of 54 in 1976. We'll get into that later. He played his entire career with the Philadelphia Warriors. Uh, he is a Hall of Famer. Uh, he was the 1947 scoring champ. Again, first year of the league. He was the first scoring champ. Um, three-time All-BAA slash NBA first team and a one-time All-NBA second team selection. Additional accolades that he got from me because a lot of stuff did not exist during his time in the league. He was given a all-defensive first team for 1948, 49, and 51. He also won two finals MVP awards per the formula. And again, that was one of the things I changed. I cut those points in half. That's why he dropped. Uh, he also got an additional scoring title from me because at the time uh, they were given the scoring title by total points rather than points per game, which is what it goes by now. So I went ahead and gave him that additional scoring title. He did win a ring in 1947, again, the first year of the league, so the first champion. Uh, his claim to fame, he was the pioneer of the modern jump shot. He had a signature turnaround J, and he was actually ambidextrous as well. Some fun facts about our guy, Joe Folks. He served in World War II after two years of college uh, from 1942 to 1946. He was the first basketball superstar, according to most. He came into the league actually at the age of 25. Uh, he scored 63 points on February 10th, 1949, which was the NBA record until Elgin Baylor scored 19 or scored 64 points in 1959. So he held the record for 10 years. Uh, he was a very low efficiency player. I know my analytic heads like bringing stuff like that up. Um, when you talk about the olden days, but again, you had to get as close to the basket as possible. There was no three-point line. There was no spacing whatsoever. He was not a tall guy, six foot four. Um, and with that said, he still has the, the record for the most missed shots in a game, regular season and playoffs. <laughs> uh, so even though everybody was pretty inefficient back then, he was very inefficient but able to get buckets as you saw as evidenced by his 63 point game uh, he was shot by his girlfriend's son during a fight over a handgun and the girlfriend's son was actually only sentenced to four and a half years for reckless homicide for his murder and both of those kind of ended on pretty sad notes actually looking at the clock 30 minutes in I'm going to be a nice guy I'm going to give y'all some more Let's give, let's go let's do these next two yeah, let's do two more.
number 62 on our list is Wes Unseld. Finished with a 146 and a half GOAT points. Played his career during the Russell and then transitioned and played most of it during the Kareem era. His nicknames were the Wide U and the Oak Tree. He was a six foot seven center from Louisville, Kentucky. Went to Seneca High School. Played his college ball at Louisville. Uh, was in the NBA from 1968 through 1981. He actually passed away last June in 2020. Uh, his teams, he played for the Baltimore Bullets, who then became the Capital Bullets, who then became the Washington Bullets in his time there. He, his accolades, he was the 1969 MVP, 1978 Finals MVP. He only made one all, one. he was a one-time All-NBA first team selection and he won the 1975 rebounding title. So again, he's another one of those guys kind of like D-Rose who kind of had like that one big year, really, that's propping him up as far as the GOAT series is concerned, but he earned it. He does have one ring with the 1978 Bullets. His claim to fame is that he was a beastly rebounder who set bone-jarring picks, and he had some of the most amazing outlet passes. Additional facts about Wes Unseld. His number 41 is retired by the Wizards. His number 31 is retired by Louisville. He is the only player to win MVP their rookie year besides Wilt. Again, something that he has in common with D. Rose is very quick success right out of the gate uh, before, I guess, cooling off a little bit later in their career. He did become the Bullets, the Washington Bullets VP, then their head coach, and then their GM eventually when he, they were t- when he retired, he was actually there when they changed the name to the Wizards. Uh, this year, 2021, his son became the head coach of the Wizards, which is a, a nice. I didn't don't think I realized that his dad had played his entire career for that franchise and worked at all three levels or all four if you want to include his playing career. So that's pretty awesome when you think about it. Um, Wes Unsell was the first African-American to be offered a scholarship by Kentucky, which is just something interesting to think about there. Integration leaders in the city of Louisville tried to persuade him to go to Kentucky, saying that it would be good for the state and good for the SEC, but he chose to go to the already integrated school that was in his hometown, Louisville. Again, back in his day, they did not allow freshmen to play with the big boys. So on his freshman team, he averaged 35.8 points and 23.6 rebounds per game. The year he came out was the year that the ABA started. He was drafted by the Kentucky Colonels of the ABA, which were also based in Louisville. But he chose to go to the more stable league in the NBA. Uh, despite allegedly being offered more money to play for the Colonels. Uh, in his time at, with Washington, he did make four finals appearances. And one additional fun fact, which lines up amazingly when you think about the fact that he's known for his great outlet passes, he was actually Kevin Love's godfather. Uh, he played with Kevin's dad, Stan, in Washington and was Kevin Love's godfather. So just interesting note there because, again, he was known for amazing outlet passes, which is something Kevin Love was known for as well. And because I'm nice, I'm throwing y'all one more. And it's actually a big name. And the only reason I'm giving you this big name is because I'm stopping before another big name that you're going to like to hear.
number 61 on the GOAT series top 75 is Gary Payton. Gary Payton comes in with 152.44 GOAT points. Played in the Mike era primarily, but did cross over into the Duncan Kobe Shaq era. His nicknames are The Glove, GP. He was a 6'4 point guard from Oakland, California. Played at Skyline High School. Played his college ball at Oregon State. Was in the NBA from 1990 to 2007. Uh, Since retiring, he has done some TV work and some hosting. Uh, He wants to be part of the ownership group that bring the NBA back to Seattle. During his career, he played for the Seattle Supersonics, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Boston Celtics, and the Miami Heat. His accolades. He's a two-time All-NBA First Team selection, five-time All-NBA Second Team selection, two-time All-NBA Third Team selection. He was the 1996 Defensive Player of the Year. He's a nine-time All-Defensive First Team selection. He does have one ring, which he won in 2006 with the Miami Heat. His claim to fame that he was an elite defender at the guard position and an elite trash talker. And let's get through these facts here before we close it out. Uh, Peyton was also the 1996 steals leader. Again, I did not credit any points for steals. Uh, His number 20 is retired by Oregon State. He is 40th all-time in total points. He's 32nd all-time in career assists per game. Uh, He's the only point guard to ever win the Defensive Player of the Year award. His nine Defensive Player of the Years, or not nine Defensive Player of the Year, his nine all-defensive first-team selections ties Michael Jordan, KG, and Kobe for the most all-time. Let me fix that, actually. (laughs) All right. And again, that's tied with those guys for the official count. Remember, Bill Russell got 11 when I had to give him those awards later. His Sonics tenure actually ended after a feud with the new owner, Howard Schultz, at the time. Um, Gary Payton has the fourth most texts all time, trailing only Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, and Rasheed Wallace. Before the 1996 finals, Michael Jordan had scored over 30 points in 14 of 17 finals games that he appeared in. However, in that 1996 finals against the Sonics, he only scored 30 points or more once in the six games. He was actually never held below 30 points more than twice in a series outside of that 1996 final series. Um, in, <clears throat> excuse me, in game six, he was actually five for 19 with just 22 points, which was his finals low. And many say that if the Sonics coach had not tried to hide Peyton from Jordan in those first couple of games that the Sonics might have won that series. I believe Gary Payton only switched on to Jordan in game three. Gary Payton was a bit of an Iron Man. He only missed 25 games in his 17-year career, which is amazing. And uh, I mentioned that next 10 list that was made in 2006. Gary Payton was also on that next 10 list that was made in 2006 which makes me feel okay about having him 61 because if he was number 60 in 2006 with all the players that have come in since that are on that list 
I think I'm being pretty fair. So Gary Payton is number 61. We're going to stop there. We'll pick up next time with number 60, which is a huge name. There are a few more huge names in that next batch, including at least one, no, two, let me check. Two active players in the next 10, if I get through the next 10. But we're coming up on 40 minutes here. So I'm going to close this out. Again, it feels weird to be doing a podcast by myself. I feel like I've put myself to sleep talking. So if I'm putting you to sleep, I apologize. <coughs> God, I got this cough too. I've been, I don't know how I held it off the entire podcast. But this has been number 70 through number 61 of the GOAT Series 2.0. Thank you for tuning in, sticking with me. It's been fun. It's going to continue to be fun. Until next time, peace.